live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. Good Monday morning to you, 8-11, February 13th. Eric in for Vince. Vince is back Wednesday, just wrapping up his trip to Florida, where he's bringing back great news. Had a wonderful trip. His daughter in the National Cheers competition, they came in second place in the country. So congratulations to them. I know that he'll have much more detail when he gets back, but I also know that he met Chewbacca, which was, he was really fired up for. <laughs> Text me plenty of pictures on that. A lot to get to this hour. We'll check in on the Super Bowl, of course. We'll talk ads. We'll get into that a little bit. We'll, we'll talk about those UFOs that continue to float about, one of them being shot down by a jet based out of Madison, that UFO floating over Lake Huron. So they took care of that. It's the now fourth one in eight days that's been shot down. Some of these may be civilian weather balloons, but uh, we're taking care of them now. So we'll get into that a little bit. But first, right now, we're keeping our eye on the situation in Brookfield, where Officer Peter Jerving today is going to be laid to rest. So a visitation is set to begin uh, less than an hour from now at 9 a.m. at Elmbrook Church in Brookfield, just off of Barker Road. And there's a procession that's about to begin. There's been a ceremony taking place outside of the Krause Funeral Home on Capitol Drive. Uh, WDTMJ's Jason Smith is there, and he's uh, been reporting back on this. So we are now seeing live coverage of this, where several members of law enforcement are holding flags lined up at attention at the door of the Krause Funeral Home. It appears a ceremony is now taking place where they are expected to, quote-unquote, step off with this procession. Now, what we can anticipate with this procession is something a lot more intimate. That's the word that MPD was using uh, over the weekend when we were discussing this and trying to learn what was going to happen today. MPD told us intimate. So this is not going to be some large traffic um, major procession with several squads. That'll take place later on today. This one is much smaller, won't affect traffic too much. We'll get on Capitol, we'll head south on Barker Road, and then get to the church for the visitation. Funeral is set to take place later this afternoon. So there are some, though, that are lining up to see this, to pay respects, to pay homage to Officer Jervin. But at this point, it appears that these law enforcement are now waiting for the casket to be brought out. And then here it comes now. At attention with flags in the wind. Let's bring up the sound if we can. There it is. They're now bringing the casket out, draped in the American flag. They're going to try to put that into the hearse now. They're doing this methodically. Everyone in full uniform, everyone at attention as they bring out the casket and load it into the hearse. Earlier today, Jason, who is there, is reporting to us that he was seeing them practice for the honor ceremony that will take place after the funeral. They were doing that in the parking lot there at Krause, making sure that they have that down. And that will perform at around, give or take, 245-ish 
that'll be after the funeral before the procession to the cemetery. We're going to try to carry that live here on WTMJ at that time. John Mercure will lead that. Casket now being loaded into the hearse. Several of the law enforcement personnel are holding flags. Several different types of flags, the American flag, Wisconsin flag, and others. Casket has now been loaded. The officers who were carrying it in are now getting into line Again, at attention. At and now they are shutting the door on the hearse and they're going to now bring that casket and bring the officer to the church. Our thanks to TMJ4 News for offering us a live feed of what they were looking at there. So now we can expect here momentarily... Some road closures, again, it won't be anything too dramatic as far as the road closures go, but you can expect as they head down south on Barker Road there in Brookfield that there might be some areas that are shut down so they can let that hearse go through. Now, later this afternoon, the it'll be much bigger. That procession that takes place after the funeral, right around 2.45 to 3 o'clock, that one you can expect to be much larger. Oftentimes, I mean, there are squads involved in that one, um, from all across the area. In fact, I remember them being from out of state. Like people in squads, will they'll drive in from departments all over the region to come to pay their respects to the fallen officer. So we can anticipate that, of course, later today. So we'll have complete coverage of that as well right here on WTMJ. It is 8.17. We're just getting underway here on Wisconsin's Morning News in the 8 o'clock hour. Steve Scafidi stepping in. Have plenty of things to throw on his plate. We'll do that right after traffic. And Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano, Eric Bilstead, along with Steve Scafidi joining us in studio. Greg Pancake Hill producing the program. David Lazka here also. So, Steve, it looks like now the procession has begun. This is coming from the Krause Funeral Home. The hearse is on the move, carrying the remains of fallen officer Peter Jervin. And this will be a, a fairly short procession. It's um, basically on Capitol Drive there in Brookfield, and then they'll head south on Barker to the church. Yeah, all setting up a, I think it's a four-hour public visitation period, yeah. which I think is, is more than appropriate. And, and uh, you know, the sun is shining today. There's there's a, a just a, a multitude of uh, police vehicles, uh, obviously with their lights flashing. It's uh, it's nice to see that the, the sun's shining today and, and on a very solemn, sad day. And I think for a lot of people, this is, you know, this is sort of the, um, I don't want to say the end of the grieving period, but it's going to be a real transition now between laying him to rest and then figuring out what comes mm -hmm. next. This is, a, this is one of those Milwaukee moments, not unique to Milwaukee, of course, but big cities, small cities too sometimes, where an officer is killed in the line of duty. And then, boy, there's so many protocols and things that happen that we have now watched play out. Five, Multiple times. Yeah, five times since 2018, whatever it is. Um, we were mentioning earlier that this uh, MPD called this an intimate procession, if you will. They didn't think it would affect traffic too much, and it really shouldn't. Um, but still, it'll you'll notice it. It's awe-inspiring to see. I mean, there's 10 squads surrounding that that hearse as they're now going to turn on to uh, Barker and head south 
on Barker toward the church. So we can expect you're going to, if you're in that area, you'll see it. It's not going to slow anything down. And even if it does, we're fine with that, right? Yeah. Uh, and and obviously, that. as they go by, obviously pay your respects, whether that's a salute, if, that, if that's mm-hmm. appropriate, or, or just you know a wave, or some people hold up flags, which is also really cool. I know some friends of mine that, that often do that um, when, when it gets closer to the actual funeral home, that they usually show up with some flags. So that is all appropriate. I think it, the roads look pretty quiet, at least in the area that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it shouldn't be a big disruptor, but... Uh, this is this is the, the you know the, one of the final you know trips for Officer Jerving, and, and it's a, it's a sad, solemn day, and you can't get past that fact. There is an officer standing outside of his squad that's parked on the side of the road. He is saluting the procession as it drives by. The road closed as they now escort the hearse. Short trip, only a couple of miles to Elmbrook Church. Visitation starts at 9A. It runs until 1 p.m. The funeral is at 1.30. Then after that, there will be another event. There'll be a, um, an, an honors ceremony that'll take place in the parking lot of the church before the longer, much larger procession to take him to the cemetery in Brookfield, Wisconsin Memorial Park. Yeah, laid to rest later today, my mm-hmm. understanding. Yep. Yeah, late, uh, probably during Wisconsin's afternoon news, I would imagine. Yes, yeah, it's, it's striking to see those those police cars, all the lights flashing. As I said, blue skies, roads clear. Um, the only on that side of the road, the only vehicles are the ones involved in the procession, giving them space, which is certainly appropriate. So they're heading now on Capitol Drive. They're going to turn onto Barker here shortly. This is in that region there. There's like a Toyota dealership right there. Um, this is a stretch of Brookfield, the the northernmost point. Of Brookfield, basically Capitol Drive. As they turn there, that's an intersection. There's the um, there's an airport, a tiny little airport up on right. the hill in that area. For those who might know that area of Brookfield, but also just a quiet two lane road. I mean, it's this is not a very busy time, like you were saying. So it should move fairly quickly and easily through that stretch. Yep. Now they are just turning south onto Barker. Yep. It's, the, the traffic on the other side is really unimpeded. Their traffic yeah. moves moves normally, and they are not allowing anyone to to make that turn along with the as, as the procession does. So it's pretty neat. You you are seeing just a few people that have taken time out of their day to make sure that they are on the side of the street. There's several people that wanted to make sure that they could be you know uh, pay their respects. It's a neat moment to know to see that to see someone that are they're changing their day today because they they feel it's that important when you see that that's it's a nice moment that's a nice gesture. Yeah, I mean, all I've heard about this officer, you know, thirty seven years old, four years on the force, just a tremendous human being, um, taken obviously far too early in his life, and um, this is this is the the honor that that position, that life of public service deserves. It's completely warranted, and, and I think people, the ones that are showing up there and, and just standing there, almost at attention, even there's there's some, uh, looks like members of the uh, police department standing there at attention as the uh, procession goes by or getting ready for the procession to go by. Yeah, we are noticing uh, from the feeds that we have here, courtesy of our friends at TMJ4 News, that there are several different officers at different locations where whether or not they intentionally have picked that spot or if it just be happened to be where they were at that point where they've pulled their squads over so they can salute and honor 
Officer Jervin, when he rolls through here in the hearse as they bring him through with those other squads. Again, a neat poignant moment when you see that. Yeah, if if the first responder community does anything really well, it's the protocols associated with loss of life. I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible. And and you wonder, this is something that I, I think they all need as one of their peers. Is, is taking the final trip. I think they need that as well to kind of help them. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. got to be incredibly emotional to see someone, you know, killed like that in the line of duty and then realize that's my job too. That's, that's what I do every day. I show up. My family could be like his family. Oftentimes when something like this occurs and you have a funeral that is this big, oftentimes other departments will also pitch in. So some of these Districts may have officers from other agencies, from other suburbs, come in and help them on a day like today, knowing that so many officers from any given district would want to be there on a day like today. And we can expect the same today. Different agencies coming. We also know that uh, there are folks from across the area, retired and whatnot, who have made sure to come back today to pay their respects and to honor Officer Jervin. So, yeah, so that procession is underway it's on Barker Road now. If you if you see it, you'll know why. That's what's occurring today. A much larger procession is expected around 3 o'clock today as they bring him to Wisconsin Memorial Park where he will be laid to rest. And, of course, we will have complete coverage all day today right here on WTMJ. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. It's 828. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric Bilstead in for Vince Vetrano. Steve Scafidi in studio. Our procession going to wrap up here shortly for Officer Jervin as they bring his casket and his remains to Elmbrook Church in Brookfield on Barker Road there. So if you're on Barker, you're going to see that. They're going to slow things down for you for a bit. Um, An awe-inspiring procession. Not very big. This one isn't very large, but still, when you see the squad surrounding that, that hearse as they roll south there, that's... It's a neat moment, and I don't mean that necessarily in a positive way, but it's striking to see. But the significance of what we're witnessing, I, you know, during the, the commercial break there, I was watching uh, some of the coverage on TMJ4, and they're showing, you know, obviously happier days. Looks like one of them was when he was sworn as a police officer, his family, everybody all smiles. And, and, you know, four years later, we're talking about a horrific tragedy in someone's family, and of course, for the individual. It, it's just, it's stunning and shocking and um and I spent a lot of time last week talking about this on the show. It's just we got to we got to wrap our heads around this stuff. It, it is you don't want this to ever be commonplace. And, and I think one of the reasons we spend time on this is because it, these are significant moments in our community, city of Milwaukee. We have to pay attention to these things. It's important. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vitrano, Eric Bilstad, along with Steve Scafidi. Good morning. You stay up late for that game, huh? How about that Super Bowl? Great thing about Super Bowl is it starts at, what, 5.30-ish? Yeah. It's it's over by 9.30. Yeah, it's not terribly late. That's actually the perfect time for the game. I mean, I had a wonderful day with my grandkids outside. It was beautiful, taking a soccer ball around, picking up garbage. It's perfect. And then the Super Bowl game was entertaining all up until that last minute or so. The most important question I have for you. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Rihanna was pregnant? 
I didn't know that ahead of time, but I'm, right away, my wife and I are watching. We're in different rooms, by the way. She's kind of watching. I'm watching it half-heartedly because I was thinking about the show today. Um, and then you realize, like, two things. Either she's really heavy now or because she, she had a baby last year. Yeah, nine months old. Or she's pregnant. And then we find out later. Like, I'm smart enough. I'm not asking that question I, on Twitter. I, I wasn't no, saying a no, word no, no, about no. it. Matter of fact, I'm gun-shy to even say anything about because if you criticize anything now, it's there's so much fraught with peril built into that thing. It was okay. It was. I'm not a huge Rihanna fan. I recognize most of the songs. I mean, the fact that she's up on whatever that thing she was floating the platforms, on. Platforms. That yeah. seems that seems crazy dangerous to me. There's no guardrails in that thing, is there? Well, she was strapped in. She was connected. Okay. So if that thing flips, she's going to be just suspended in midair, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Now, is that lip synced or not lip synced? I think most of it is lip synced. So do we? Are we bothered by that? Are you bothered by I, that? I don't know. I just kind of assume that nowadays that mm. all of it has to be. Um, I thought the platforms were super cool. The dancers were super cool. I call them, I don't know if you, you haven't been to Vegas much, but there's a group called Jabberwockies. Okay. It's those kind of things. They're, they Their whole show is there's a bunch of dudes in suits that dance. Do that? Yeah, for like an hour and a half. The only, I, I, it did leave me wanting a little bit more though. I wanted something, I, I guess maybe I'm just trained to expect another group to come out, you know, another musician to come out and do something. So I kept waiting for that moment and it never happened. Am I wrong? But a lot of the songs she sang or lip synced last night <laughs> have other artists in, right? Yeah, and she just yeah, scrubbed those true. all out. That's like, it's all about me, right? I suppose. Now, is it also true that she hasn't performed live in like five years? She just records albums and puts them out? Could be. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, for the, for the artistry, I give her an A+. Music, I mean, I'm not a huge Rihanna fan, but it's, it, I recognize all the songs. Diamonds, that's a great song. Great way to, I think she ended that or it was close to the end. All right, so let me ask you this. So you, uh, you're you saying the same thing Tauscher is. You're not happy with that call at the end of the game. So there was no. a defensive holding call that essentially gave a first down to the Chiefs. They were able to melt the clock and kick a field goal and win it. You didn't like that. Keep it in your pocket. This is like a few games now where, where a late call has completely blown open a game where it, it could go either way. At the, at the minimum, you keep it in your in your pocket, then Chiefs are either going to score a touchdown or, or get a field goal, and then there's a, probably a little bit of time left yeah, for... there's been more than a minute left. And did you watch what Jalen Hurts did? He could have been the MVP. He had three running touchdowns, threw for a touchdown. I mean, the guy was was on fire. I just want a good game. I, I, I To me, I had no rooting interest in who won sure, or, or yeah, lost. Sure, yeah, me too. Me so too. it was a fun football game to watch until that. I'm tired of talking about referees. And if I hear one more person say out loud or on Twitter, well, it's one play. What about all the other plays in the game? That doesn't matter. One play can decide a game, you idiots. That's the difference between a hot take and a smart take. Oh, Yeah, see okay. how I layered that into my show? <laughs> there you go. That's, that's what good. the season pro does. All right, well, your favorite commercial? Uh, I just wrote these down. Oh the, oh, the Dunkin' Donuts. The, Dunkin', I, I, the first one yeah. with Ben Affleck? Big fan of Ben Affleck's. J-Lo, I could take or leave, but even she was funny. Yeah, with, she was the, funny. with the throwaway line at the end, get me a yep, glazed. Yep. I mean, that was that's really funny. We all knew it was kind of coming because there has been a lot of leakage of that video of him at the Dunkin' Donuts. That's That was funny. Uh, Will Ferrell thing was funny. The uh, What was the one? The premature electrification one for uh, Dodge Ram. There that was go. funny. Yep, yep. Yeah, so there was some good stuff in there. I didn't. I wasn't blown away by any of the Breaking Bad one. Was ah, that's you know I've kind of seen that before. What about you? Uh, that two B one made me laugh. That's yeah, because everybody thinks something yeah. went wrong. I yeah. actually I paused for a moment. 
I didn't I didn't ask or talk about anything with anybody, but I paused for a moment. I got a text from friends of mine who said that they were yelling at their kids. Like, yeah, 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 because it had that feel. <laughs> so it does make you remember. The, the problem that I saw. Who's sitting on the remote? And I got Steve Powell coming on later because he's like an expert on all these commercials and stuff. Um, is If I can't link the commercial to the product, that's a miss. And there's a bunch of them yesterday that I knew with the commercial, but I didn't know who. Like, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. You're what are you right, selling? But at the same time, I don't care. Just entertain me. I don't care if I don't know what it's for. Did I miss the Doritos one? Was there a Doritos in there? Yeah, somewhere? it was like Elton John. Okay, I, I missed, I missed there, that yeah. one. Was that good? It's like a triangle one with their chip. Yeah, it was all right. That kind of was on the miss, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was. I'm going to say this when my show starts in a little more than uh, 20 minutes. Um, I almost felt like, to me, this is just me saying this. It was like a regular game with like a longer halftime and a live show, sort of. That was like, it had that feel to me. We didn't do anything special. I think we had wings. You think? <laughs> you didn't even know if you had wings last night? We had wings. No, I, I know we had wings, but we didn't do anything special. Like, it was just like game. Uh, we went to, we were at a party. Yeah. Did, did you whoop it up? Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So what was the audience's reaction to all of the uh, end of game? Well, I left before the end of the oh, game. Okay. <laughs> I, I caught that at home. Oh, you do the celebrity thing where you show up a little bit, mingle with the crowd, and then go home? Well, when you got an early bedtime, that's what yes, happens. Yes, but you yeah. do. Just yes, you d- do. Definitely left before the end of the game. But actually, the, uh, the crowd was a little bored by, by the halftime show. The kids in the – there was about a handful of kids there. They all really liked the, uh, the rabbits – there's an ad with rabbits and whatnot yeah. falling down, falling down the rabbit hole type of thing. They like that was that was their favorite commercial. How about the Jesus ads? Yeah, provocative. Part, yeah, worked. Apparently AOC's not happy. Jesus wouldn't support that. I mean, it's like so now we're going to grade Jesus in, in ads. Jesus loved the people we hate was the message. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the right message? Yeah. Apparently AOC so. not happy about it. I don't right. think she's happy about much. So I, I have bartender. coming up after the break. What I want to do for you is that we have all the ending calls, the final play calls of the Super Bowl. And some of these really work, and some of them don't. We'll have them for you next. Quick update, Steve. So uh, we did skip the game officially, the soccer game last night. My, my kid did not go to her indoor soccer game. Good call. And by the way, she had a blast at the party that we were at. <laughs> there so. you go. Uh, and There I was, was replacement value yes. for her missing it. The other question that last week we were discussing was, well, okay, what do you bring when the host tells you not to bring anything? I yes. did go with the beer Smart. idea and wine. Ange brought some wine, which we ended up cracking. Nice. And I brought some beer that I gave to the host. So Did you bring like, a, a craft beer? Yeah, it was um, Milwaukee Brewing. Yeah, see, you're, you bring the good beer, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a great gift. OG, a tea That stuff fuse. lasts, too. You know, they can use it at their yeah. leisure. Yes. Next party or maybe just a weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it worked out great. They were very happy with our gifts. We enjoyed some meal. What was your favorite snack item of the uh, of the party? Uh, wings. Yeah, it's some it's apricot Didn't I say this wings. to you last? It's always it's the popular one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right, so I have three final calls for you. All right? So these are the final play. I'm just fascinated by this. Whenever you have the play-by-play guy calling the end of the Super Bowl, here is how it sounded on Fox TV. This is Kevin Burkhardt. Here we go. Hurts has all day. Now some rushers come. Going to throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. 
All right, so that's how it went. You know, he threw that Hail Mary that fell short. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Here is Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. It's on the clock, it's over! 36-yard line of Philly, shotgun snap to Hurts. Dropping back, only one person rushing. Hurts looking, standing still, winding up. Long pass, it lands at the 20, no one is there. Zero's on the clock, it's over! It's over! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57 on a game-winning field goal. Trailing at 10 at the halftime stop, 24-14. They go on to win 38-30. All right, so that's Kevin Harlan's call. Harlan, just a pro, right? He's the best. Just just a great local guy. You love him and all that. Just a pro. So then then there's the one from Mitch Halthus. He's he's with the Kansas City Chiefs play-by-play. And this one, let's just... Let's just admit, it, it gets a little over the top. Chiefs 38 and the Eagles 35. Six seconds left in Super Bowl 57 regulation. Hertz takes the snap. The Chiefs only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again (laughs) for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I believe that was totally off the cuff. Yeah. (laughs) Where's my paper? So, yeah, like a minute. Or two to prepare for it. Where's my my script? Ready, go, reflection. (laughs) Yeah, that's like wow. That's that's Uh, too much. No, that said, that said, Harlan is my my best of the three. Obviously, if you're Larry, you know, doing that for your team, you'd you'd be all excited about it too. Can I talk football for a second? Absolutely, you can. They missed an opportunity, Eagles. There's no way he's going to complete a 70 yard hail mary. Hurts, you got one guy rushing. Take off. Run down the field as fast as you can. Have some guys flanking you, and let's get exciting about the 30-yard line heading towards the end zone. That would have been a play. Yeah, and then you what do the— What they did had no chance. The la- I, I expected the lateral stuff. It didn't happen. But let Hurts do what he does best, man. The guy, the dude can run, and he had open field for 50 yards. That would have been exciting. What in the world was that floating in the sky? That's next. It's 851. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano, Eric Bilstead in for Vince. Steve Scafidi is here. Scafidi and Carol Kane take over here at 9 a.m. Hey, what's your take? <laughs> and all this stuff floating in the sky that we're shooting down now. An octagon-shaped structure flying over Lake Huron was shot down by a jet based out of Madison yesterday. My take is, uh, well, one, one question and then a, a comment. Well, the question is, how much of this stuff is, is, you know, could we have shot down before? Now, I think we're more sensitive to it. And I think there's like a PR campaign being waged within this program to knock these things it's down. It's possible one of them was like a civilian weather balloon. We have no idea. Now, the octagon shape is intriguing. The second one is, how long till I want to know what it is. I want to see what it is, right? Yeah. Doesn't that octagon thing kind of tweak you a little bit? The like, shape? You, yeah. You're, like, you're spooked what, by the shape? Was it, was it metallic? <laughs> no. Because then we're talking like, you know, UFO, the, the real UFOs, not the whatever. They, what's the UAP or what, UEP? Mm-hmm. Whatever UAP, that? unidentified yeah. aerial yeah. phenomenon. Not boring. UFO, 
We have some aliens. So now we've shot down three in the last few days, of yeah. course, four if you count the giant Chinese balloon, which was like a little bit more than a week ago. So here we are now. Now, if you're like me, who appreciates a good sci-fi narrative, this is how it starts. You know, little thing here, little thing there, little thing. All of a sudden, there's a massive ship floating over New York City. So you think, okay, you're not thinking Chinese then, huh? You're thinking... You're thinking actual UFO stuff. I have no idea. I'm intrigued by See, it. See, I assume it's like just civilian stuff that we're just firing missiles at. Well, I hope not because like civilians are launching all kinds of stuff into space. You mean like businesses? Well, no. It's just like a weather balloon. Well, they that's a balloon and something that's shaped like an octagon are two different things. I mean, well, not register those? Yeah, I think yes. you're right, Debbie, that generally you have to have some type of license to do anything especially if you're floating stuff up in the air. Now, it's possible that they're wayward. Who knows? I mean, this one they saw, they originally spotted it in Montana. They shut down some airspace in northwestern and northeastern Wisconsin yesterday. That was the cool part. It's like, this is coming home. This is not Montana where no one lives. (laughs) (laughs) I say, (laughs) knowing people live there. No, this was close to home. It, It raised an eyebrow. I wanted to know what the rest of the story was. And here we are still trying to figure out what, what the heck it was. What are you working on for the next three hours? Uh, some Super Bowl stuff. You know, Rihanna reaction. Ah, we'll do yes. some of that. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on the sports part of the, you know, it's a football game, right? Sure. And I didn't have no vested interest. I really didn't gamble that much in the game either, other than some football pool. How'd you do in your football pools? Anything? Um, I, won, I won $400. Are in, you serious? Yeah, with uh, the two numbers. Had the two, you know, how you, you put in money and you get two yeah. numbers? Yeah. Well, how about that? That's pretty good. Nobody I know won any money in the football pools yesterday, but I was asked to be in like a million of them, and um, I didn't cash in any of them. So, whatever. Way to bury the lead, Eric. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I just actually, How are we just finding out? I forgot until just now. You just reminded me. Significantly under the uh, IRS threshold, too, so good job, you. <laughs> yeah. Because we know everybody reports those winnings. You know, oh, those $200 yeah, well, square pools mm, that yes. people win. I report that, and I report my weather balloons. And, and real quick before the uh, the, the news here, um, the debut of a new monthly feature on the Ooh, show, okay. Anything But Sports with Anna and Jesse. Two, I, I call them my pop culture experts because okay. if I ever have a question about anything, I go to them. Cool. Because they're part, they're part of our GKB team network. Yeah. They're going to join us at 11 away. We're going to have some fun with Valentine's Day. And we're going to define, I know you, you, I know you played a role in this, the definition of situationship. Yes. They, they dropped this term on me the other day. I had no idea what they were talking about. So we're going to define that for people as it pertains to Valentine's Day. Situationship. Yeah. Got it. 8.58, the Steve's Caffiti Show is next.